Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Pain is temporary. It may last for a minute, or an hour, or a day, or even a year. But eventually, it will subside, and something else will take its place. If I quit, however, it will last forever. Happy Friday, all. We are back. Good morning on this quite chilly Friday morning. And it actually has been very cold the past couple days. I don't know how a couple of the Midwesterns are holding up out there. Like negative 30 degrees. It is brutal. But hey, grab a coffee. Hope you have a donut today. And you are all snuggled up on your way to work. And you are listening to the best podcast out there this is warriors of the good folks welcome back welcome in to another word of the day segment and we have an exciting new segment to introduce to you guys all we are sure that you will love it we can't wait to deliver it to you moments to go Corey ponerolo steve fenton word of the day to come steve it is friday my friend Happy Friday to you. Welcome back. And it's another installment. Warriors of the good. We are rolling, my friend. Burr. That's what it's about. It is cold here where we are. Yep. And out there in the Midwest for you folks that if if you are listening, it is cold out there, too. I think I even heard at one point reading some articles in the paper that the United States Postal Service had even temporary closed down the united states postal service and i believe part of their slogan was we go out in rain snow sleet sunshine we go out and i when i heard that i don't know if that's true <laughs> or not, i was a little shocked to say okay that makes it pretty cold <laughs> i gotta <laughs> happy add happy friday to everybody happy friday Stephen. they're gonna have to add a negative 60 degree weather to that slogan is yeah, they sure are they, but um <laughs> folks Another word of the day for you, and this one um, very excited to bring to you all. This one is going to be great. We also, uh, before, without me revealing too much of the segment to follow, um, we have a you know a third party, I guess you could say, for now um, that will deliver exclusive content and a perspective on like any other to this word of the day and let's shift gears and let's get rolling on this chilly Friday morning. And we hope you guys are all ready and we are ready to get going. But, 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 but folks, before we turn to the word of the day, we want to remind you, Steve and I next week, hopefully we would love to do as a show instead of a word of the day, a big grand warriors of the good to and A, folks, yes, that's right, question and answer. Steve and I on the line answering just any question, life-related question that you guys have for the Warriors of the Good. Maybe something, you know, a segment that you guys would like to hear. Uh, maybe new ideas in regards to, you know, how we can make the show more enjoyable for you in some ways. Uh, we're really interested to see what you guys have to say for us. Uh, we strive to get better and better each week and hopefully you know, deliver exclusive content for you guys. So if you guys shoot us a note at warriorsofthegood at gmail.com, warriorsofthegood at gmail.com, uh, you know, subjects, whatever you guys would lo- uh, want, and whatever you want in that note, we're here to listen. Any question, we will answer. Um, we are really excited. Hopefully, we can get that Q&A going sometime within this week or next week. Hopefully, get a nice bunch of questions and hopefully just keep 
rolling on Warriors of the Good. Here we go, folks. Word of the day. Discipline. Discipline. Now, yes, there are two definitions where you can, let's say, Steve, I'm sure you may have had to have done this as a father. And I sure have gotten this as, you know, a son. Sometimes you have to discipline your kids. I have been disciplined uh, as a son by my father. But I think the discipline that we're going to focus on here, Steve, is a trait possessed by, you know, the warriors of the good. And it, it could be one of the most important words of the days, I would say, that we could have thus far um, here, you know, in our, you know, discography of podcasts. Um, the actual textbook definition uh, that I have for you guys here is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. And another definition, I guess you could say, which is more of the verb, is to train someone or somebody to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment or correct uh, disobedience. So you have a noun and verb definition, but again, circling back, you know, discipline, and Steve, I'm sure you do agree with me, is could be one of the most important characteristics of a warrior of the good. And discipline is a concept everyone I, I, I believe is aware of, but few truly understand. The most successful people, you know, I truly believe in life exert discipline, Steve, on a daily basis. I would say it's a vital, it truly is vital to living, being, you know, each and every day. You know, the world around us would be chaos if it wasn't for out, you know, if it didn't exist rather, uh, you know, there's a quote that I found, uh, you know, I was, pre- as we were, you know, kind of prepped in this show. Um, and he was American author. His name is H Jackson Brown jr. Uh, he's a New York times bestseller. Uh, he has his book. It's an inspirational book, which I actually may take a read. Cause I think it's quite interesting uh, reading some of the descriptions and passages through it. Uh, life's little instruction book and one of the quotes and this is where you know I think is a great segue to turn it over to you Steve uh, give your two cents in regards to you know how discipline is so important and why it must be practiced in order to be a warrior of the good Um, and this is the quote and if you want to add on to it Steve and you know if you think um, it is a good quote that kind of can give someone a little perspective on what it means to have or possess discipline. Uh, and the quote is, talent without discipline is like an octopus on roller skates. There's plenty of move, of movement, but you never know if it's going to be forward, backwards, or sideways. Um, and I think that's such a, you know, a great quote. Because you can be, you know, attacking life, you know, at 100 miles per hour. But, but if you aren't on the right track and you're going up, down, left, right, you know, that can you know, really cause some confusion in your life and kind of fog the path and leave you in limbo, you know, as you kind of strive to be a warrior. So, Steve, this is where I'm going to turn it over to you, my friends. Um, again, discipline, as important as... It is in in everyday life for a human being. You know, if you aspire to be a warrior of the good by tuning into our podcasts and you are really taking a lot of what we say to heart, Steve, you know, discipline, you know, that's got to be step one. Wow. What a what a metaphor. What a picture that came to my head. An octopus on roller skates right there. (laughs) Started. In my mind, playing a little bit of picture in my mind, seeing the octopus legs going yeah. five different directions. What a quote, Corey. And you know what? Even going back to what you said before, vital. How vital it is on a daily practice. You couldn't have prefaced it any better. 
because I was really excited for today's word. Discipline is a part of, uh, I don't want to say uh, a lifestyle that I personally live, which it is, but that's not the point about this because I'm aware that some of the some of our listeners, some of our, fo- our, our our folks listening out there, they don't know us. They don't know us and have a personal relationship. I hope they don't all know us. We're trying to spread the goodness that's in everybody to the world. So because they don't know us, they don't know what we're like as people. They don't know if discipline's in my life and in our life. They don't know how we are as a teacher. They didn't know how I am as a coach, how you are growing as a young man and doing what you're doing. But the credibility that gives us to be able to talk about this is from both that we are staying, let's call it disciplined, even even how we're bringing out our podcast to the world. And does that give some credit for our listeners to listen to us? Maybe, maybe, yes, yes. But the truth is, is that I was excited for this because this is a word that should be, that, as you say, Corey, is vital to daily life, discipline. And not to take it a step back here, uh, but, and I don't want to say I'm going to, disagree a little bit but when you talked about your definition before between the two um meanings between the noun and the verb of discipline and such as an act of correcting an action or um and some type of consequence given to um, another human either could be a child could even be a um a colleague somebody of uh who's a peer versus some type of training or method that somebody can do for either themselves or for a part of a unit or a team to the two disciplines that seem so worlds and opposite apart. The truth is they're not, they're really not. They're really tied together. There's really all one circular flow in action that's happening with those two words of discipline, that actually one thing leads to the other, which is kind of brings me to my first point here. One of the best things that I love about this word, and a lot of it comes from the world of coaching that I do. Now, why is the world of coaching? Because I'm hoping that some of our listeners out there have not had experience with sports. The reason I can say that is because sports aren't the answer to everything in life. Are they a part of our culture? Do they give you lots of benefits? Do they give you opportunities of growth? Am I going to sit here and promote that people should be involved with some type of sports and fitness in their life? Of course. I'm a health and physical education teacher. I coach sports of volleyball. I would love to see all humans, one of the best ways to promote the most natural thing in life, the most natural, quote-unquote, high you can have is through exercise. But that doesn't mean people don't need to get onto the competitive floor to feel, to still feel the effects of what discipline is. And here's what happens, though, is why I can't – I do think this could be very, very beneficial for you. Because one of the common statements that I've said over and over and over on my volleyball court, and I've been coaching – well over 20 years now, saying to my players, all the experiences that I've had work on my teams. And here's a statement I've said to them so many times. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've all bought into it. But I will tell you that, as Corey mentioned before, the successful people that walk around in the world. And success is not defined just as the people who are famous. You can be the most unfamous person and still be successful because that's the whole point to our podcast. You're a warrior of the good, your goodness. You don't need to let the world know who you are. The only world that needs to know who you are is your own world. So here's the statement that I've said to them. Well, many times over and over to many, many different teams, to many, many players. Here it comes. The small makes the big. The small makes the big picture a puzzle dump it out on a table put a piece down put another piece down take a piece away put another piece down connect them continue that process for some time those small little pieces will connect and piece By piece by piece, you will find your way to the big picture. 
And when you sit back and you look at that big picture, that's when you know you've found success. Now, of course, folks, I'm not talking about just a puzzle, an actual piece. They're fun to do. They challenge your mind, of course. But that puzzle is you. You're that puzzle. That's why discipline is a huge, as Corey said, vital part of your survival. And I think that as an educator and a coach in the most recent years, I've seen that change. I've seen children change that part of them, the discipline of themselves. And I've seen a change in their own mannerisms, in their own ways. Does that mean we're losing as a culture? Of course not. People would even argue me and say, yes, we are. We're shifting. We're changing. Technology's changing us. People are changing us. And I'll sit here back and say, absolutely not. The goodness is inside of us. I had a great conversation the other day with one of our listeners out there. If he's listening again, I give him a shout out. He's a, he's a fellow teacher at our school, uh, very fluent with musical instruments, and he gave me some great feedback. And he gave me actually a little bit of constructive feedback. I didn't say negative, but constructive. And he said, one of the things I got to say is I disagree with one of the comments that you made. And he said that you said that everyone is innately has goodness in them. And he said, I disagree with that because I don't think everybody is born and has that goodness in them all of the time. And we had a great conversation back and forth about that. The truth is, I agree with that to a to a point. Not goodness doesn't just show up. Goodness is not just going to just happen. You're not just going to magically wish it and you're going to become this good person. You're going to become the good person for you. You don't have to value that good against anybody. What's going to happen is putting those puzzle pieces together piece by piece. And sometimes when you put it together, you got to take it apart. And that takes time and work and patience and acceptance. Acceptance of failure because failure is one of your best friends, which I believe we've mentioned in previous podcasts. Because that's the point. you got to put your puzzle pieces together in your life. That could be anything. Now, your life is not determined about what you do. Your life is determined about what you are. And that discipline that you put into that every single day in every act you do, putting those small things into it, That's why I believe the two words are tied together, Corey. I'm going to tell you why. Because the thing is, is when you're being corrected, most of it is as a child. But that doesn't mean it changes even as you grow into an adult. Or let's call it a relationship. Podcast number five, I believe. Go back and listen to it, folks. But if you're being corrected, that's a small thing. That's a correction. That's a guidance. That's a push. That's helping you change something about yourself. That's a puzzle piece, folks. That's why that discipline is trying to correct something inside of you that they see can be corrected for you to then become and open that door of goodness out of you so then you can go off into the world, into your own world, using the goodness that you can use, but it's happened through discipline. And it's got to be every small act. That's the thing that frustrates me so much. I watch and watch and observe so many people in their lives miss so many small puzzle pieces. Does that make them bad people? Does that mean they missed the boat? No. They're just missing the puzzle pieces. And it has to do with a lack of of their own discipline. Now here's the here's the catch. Most of the time, they're not even aware of it. They're not even aware that they're missing the piece. You see, I'm going to relate this to a sport. I had so many I had my first year coaching at my school that I'm at now. I've been at this particular high school for 8 years. Overall, I've been coaching for over 20 years, 18 of them in New Jersey. And then my first year at this school, very prestigious program. I walked into, 
I coach both girls and boys season. Well, this happened to be a boys season. A player came up to me. Very first season, I took over for another coach. This player was an older player, kind of set in his own ways. And I understood and respected that. And this is what he said to me. He said, Coach, I need you to yell at me. I said, what do you mean you need me to yell at you? He said, Coach, I need you to yell at me to make me work hard. And I paused. And I looked him dead in the eye. And I folded my hands. And I said, Son, if you need me to yell at you to get you to work hard, you're missing the entire point. Now, it took me almost three months even just to get him to understand that statement. But I will proudly say by the time he left, he understood it. Did he accept it? Did he want to accept it? Is he still doing it to this day? I have no idea. But if he can understand it, that's a small puzzle piece. Because working hard, this is the part that I want you to understand, folks. You cannot expect to excel on, I'm going to use volleyball as a catalyst here, on a volleyball court in game time if you've only worked hard for the 120-minute, two-hour practice during the time you're on the court. Work ethic will follow you everywhere. It is not only going to happen in the sport, and that's where most of the student athletes fail because they expect their work ethic to show up just at the time that they need it. Well, guess what? That's not how it works. That's not how your head works, your brain, and that's not how your heart and spirit works. And here's the worst part. When the adults start yelling at those kids for not performing well and saying, why aren't you working hard? Duh. (laughs) They're not doing it all the time. You've got to teach these kids how to work hard. And it starts with discipline. And actually, it starts with the other discipline way back when, when they were children, correcting the actions they needed to correct. That's where it starts. That's where the first beginning happens for their character. And if they can get that foundation down, they can get that foundation down inside of them. Oh, boy, does that change. Going with that, I want to. I want to share a little bit of um, a little bit of information here that I found about the foundation. It's called the foundation metaphor, and it's based upon discipline. I'm going to read this to you. The foundation metaphor. Strong houses are built on solid foundations, and good lessons are built on solid discipline. The notion of a foundation really is a powerful metaphor. For discipline, you cannot build a house on sand, and you cannot teach when you do not have discipline. That's the thing. And we talk about teach, perhaps that particular fact was talking about teachers in a classroom with students. But you are the greatest teacher for yourself. And just as it said, the notion of a foundation is just a powerful metaphor for discipline. If you can build that foundation for yourself of the goodness inside of you, it is simply just a metaphor to say that the discipline that has happened to you in your life, either the correction to the small actions you're doing to create that for yourself, that's leading you towards the success that you want. And I'm so excited with Corey to be able to share this with you because these are the things that you as humans need to do. Follow your, figure out the picture of your puzzle and apply those pieces in and don't accept it to just happen at the time of success or at the time of the game. It's got to happen all the time. That's how a picture is built. Otherwise, you won't be able to see your picture in the puzzle. Discipline is one of the best things that can happen to you, but it's also got to be something that you have to help happen to you. And you have so many relationships, hence the former podcast, to help you get to that point, Corey. Because discipline is something that will be with you forever. No, see, I, I agree with you 100%. And the metaphor in regards to the puzzle, uh, I really want to kind of reemphasize as well. And, you know, I believe that you can almost say, I guess, classify rather, you know, discipline into two types. You know, I feel that there's 
an internal discipline, uh, and I believe that there's an external discipline. Uh, you, oh, yeah. you look at, like, let's say an internal discipline, for example, uh, I would say is one's self-restraint. Uh, and let's say your ability, you know, to di- you know, differentiate right and wrong. Um, and, and if we take a look at the external discipline, uh, you know, is maybe, I guess, according to, you know, social norms, such as following, you know, the law, for example. I mean, you can get much more in, you know, kind of in depth in regards to internal and external um, discipline. But where this kind of summarizes and kind of correlates uh, with the idea of the puzzle pieces is that, you know, with the puzzle pieces, like you said, Steve, you know, once you place one to almost like a foundation, you know, you're able to create a bigger picture. But at first, when you pour all the pieces out, it's kind of like one big, you know, mess, depending on the look. We're not talking about a 10 piece puzzle, I don't think. We're probably talking about those big jigsaw puzzles, those thousand piece puzzles, because, you know, life is. <laughs> filled oh, yeah. with a lot of you know pieces that may not fit uh, here and there, but um, what I'm trying to say is, that, you know, it's one thing to possess all of these great qualities, um, whether you know in regards to you know external discipline, internal discipline, uh, you know, nurturing relationships, mindfulness. Uh, you can literally use all the word of the days uh, that we had in our past few episodes. Um, but we need the ability to manage all of these great characteristics. And I guess in this, you know, going back to the puzzle, you know, the jigsaw puzzle reference that, you know, you have to, you know, manage your pieces, um, you know, kind of before you, you know, start attacking this daily puzzle, you know, one tactic that I know a lot of, you know, people who enjoy doing puzzles, you know, my mom's a big fan, um, you know, start with the edge pieces, you know, kind of build that foundation that makes the puzzle, aka your life, you know, make sense, be easier, you know, make sure, you know, kind of you don't have that weight of the world on your shoulders. If you can find a way to manage that, whether it's managing time, you know, like you said, maybe managing, um, finding time to, you know, exercise, feel that, you know, euphoric and that goodness, um, I think, you know, that all comes back to the idea of discipline. Uh, managing that discipline um, definitely is going to take, you know, some time. It's not something I think that you can wake up tomorrow um, and be a master at. I don't think anything that we've talked about um, on these podcasts is something, you know, that you can just wake up tomorrow and be better 100%. I think everything takes time. Um, but again, discipline is one of the greatest characteristics a warrior of the good can possess and going forward finding a way to channel that discipline um, will only help you be the best you can be down the road uh, and in the future hey Corey uh, shout out to your mom I didn't know she liked uh, dis- uh, dis- I didn't know she liked yeah, hey, uh, there you go I mean She's a, she's a big, 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 big puzzle. Um, put her together, er, I don't, that's not the right word, but puzzle assembler. Uh, that's, that's, that's pretty neat. And I say, folks, uh, I know, uh, as you've heard on those uh, loyal listeners, I, I've known Corey's mom um, for some time. I've actually known her longer than I've known Corey. Um, and she is probably one of the most incredible people I've ever met. Um extremely kind um very caring very spirited and very disciplined person and going back to the uh internal versus external i love that um classification that you put on it because it is true because the discipline to have restraint to do something and i'll be honest that's as a as a teacher of uh health and physical education um, and even more having conversations with people who are involved with strength and conditioning world. I'm into fitness and uh, exercising for myself. Diets are one of the ways that people actually fail a lot at because they struggle with the restraint towards the foods that they want to eat. Um, and it becomes a small little test of mental versus, um, you know, uh, 
power, some mental power of wanting them to go after the foods. And it doesn't make anybody uh, stronger or not, but it is a part of restraint. If you want, if you do have a picture, so to speak, in mind, that's the coolest part is that you can have so many different puzzle pictures in your mind that the metaphor we're using, you can have so many different ones in mind and have different pieces that you need to put together for each part of that parts of your life. It doesn't have to be just one picture. Now, here's the thing. People, people who pour out, I love that way you put it too, Corey. People pour out the puzzle and the pieces get everywhere. Here's the thing that I think that just came to a small realization, what's beginning to occur, because what's happening is this. When that puzzle gets poured out, whenever it may be in their parts of their life, I think what's happening is that people are panicking because they see those thousand pieces. Again, this is a metaphor, and they're, what's happening to them internally is they're panicking. I can't put that together. That's too frustrating. I don't have what's in me to put that together. So you know what they do? They, they walk away. Or even worse, they close the box. And then here's something that I've said so many times, not just to my players, but mostly, but most even to my students and mostly to myself, that follows the path of the 99 percenters. And I want to follow the path of the one percenter. And the only one percenter that you need to follow is your path. Everybody has the choice of the being a warrior of the good in them. You've got to take these things that we're trying to help you see. And I'm not saying we're masters at them. All I'm saying is that we're our own warriors of the good, and we're just trying to bring it out to the world. We're trying to talk about it. Take these things, these small things that we're talking about, podcast after podcast, and put them into the work of what you want in your picture. You do that, I guarantee you will find what you're looking for, and you will find that happiness and success to live your life from the beginning of this point today to as long as it takes you to get to the end, and you will be completely at peace. And that's the point we're talking about with discipline right Corey? absolutely steve i could not say it better myself my friend and you know like you said and i said repeatedly i feel like on this podcast that discipline um is so important to channel and hopefully one day garner and if you find yourself not to be or struggle to have and i guess even find discipline uh in your life uh, it's not too late to try to, you know, find some. And once you do find some, yeah. um, Steve, you know, you can find a way to grow and build off that. And I guarantee, you know, I will put a smile on your face um, day in and day out. Um, going forward, folks, and I'm very excited to introduce um, our new segment, but I just want to remind uh, everyone again that, Next podcast, possibly, or uh, one of our podcasts planned uh, within this or this week or next week, uh, we are shooting both Steve and I to do a live Q and A. Remember to send any questions uh, so they can be on our show next, either Friday uh, or two Fridays from now. Your questions on our show Friday morning. Uh, can't beat it. We're excited to see if we can get that rolling. You can email your questions to warriorsofthegood at gmail.com. Again, that's warriorsofthegood at gmail.com. New segment for you folks. Um, and as you know, our success in the podcasting realm um, continues to go on here, uh, as you know, before we know it, uh, it is soon to be February of 2019. Uh, again, for those tuning in and who have been tuning in since our very, very first episode on mindfulness, uh, feels like it was yesterday, Steve. Uh, again, shouting out mm -hmm. those people, always uh, blessed to say uh, thank you as well for tuning in you, uh, to our podcast. Um, but both Steve and I have spoke um, you know, about how we can, you know, continue to take warriors of the good to the next level. 
Um, and that next step for us is bringing on, um, you know, guest speakers, interviewers, um, and people who we believe, um, if we were to build an army, you know, belong in our warriors um, of the good uh, army. And one of those people and our segment is a one-on-one interview um, with somebody who exemplifies what it truly means to be not just a warrior of the good um, for himself, um, but for the United States of America. Um, and that is Steve's good friend, Staff Sergeant Richard Verone of the United States Army. He dives in one-on-one with an exclusive interview of how disciplined uh, has changed uh, Richard Verone's life, um, how he got through you know, the Army with a high level of discipline, uh, and how that discipline can change not only your life um, going forward, um, but how just as important it is um, in changing the world. Here it is. Take a listen. Thank you, Corey. Um, looking forward to this interview. Um, it's been an honor to me to know this, to know Richard, um, and uh, I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to add this next segment into our podcast. Uh, having a uh, a guest speaker come on, share their insights on th- uh, their thoughts about what it, what a, being a warrior of the good is, um, and I'm hoping we can have more of these guest interviews in the future. But I'm very honored that our very first inaugural guest speaker is Staff Sergeant Richard Verone. So, Richard, it's an honor to talk to you tonight. I'd like to begin by thanking you for your service to the United States of America. That being said, for logistical purpose, can you give us your official name, title, and a little bit of background as to who you are, and so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better? Uh, First off, thank you for having me, Steve. Uh, This is truly an honor for me. Uh, My name is Staff Sergeant Richard Verone. I'm a recruiter in the U.S. Army. Uh, My job is actually as an infantryman. Uh, I've spent seven years in the Army. I enlisted out of my hometown in Lake Mary, Florida, where I grew up for the majority of my life. I played volleyball through high school and when I was younger. uh, And that's actually kind of, you know, as you've already heard, how Steve and I met uh, was through the love of the sport. Um, I've done a lot of things in my life, traveled all over the world, uh, deployed to Afghanistan in 2016 as a part of Operation Resolute Support. Um, And uh, after spending two years at Fort Carson, Colorado, I got tagged with being a recruiter and moved out here to New Jersey. Thanks, Richard. Um, It's really uh, um, great to hear your story and where you came from. Um, You know, Richard, uh, discipline. Discipline is the word of the day on uh, on our episode today. Um, and to be a warrior of the good, discipline is much needed. It's something we've discussed, uh, Corey and I, prior to our interview here. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the connection, the connection between the discipline that is known as a part of the U.S. military and how it relates to the success of the U.S. Army? So discipline is kind of at the forefront in everything that we do. Um, I know back when you and I uh, kind of started our relationship uh, as coaches together, I shared with you the seven army values that spell out uh, leadership in an acronym. Um, and I feel like those seven core values are, are almost at the center of discipline. Um, if you're not disciplined in your your task and your purpose in your job, uh, like myself as an infantryman, we have to be very disciplined in our our weapon skills, our, our marksmanship, uh, in our gear, uh, how we take care of it, uh, how much we have, knowing uh, exactly what we need to take and what we need to leave behind. Uh, it's a very disciplined um, profession. Um, at the same time, uh, you have to be very disciplined uh, in your thoughts as well. You can't let things back home influence your ability to perform your job when you're overseas uh, a lot of times that's kind of what ends up getting guys is they're they're not disciplined in in the fact that you know they're there to do a job 
and, and it's hard. It's it's a hard thing to do. It, it takes a very mentally tough person. Um, and I would say that discipline kind of centers around that as well as your core values as a person. And I feel that because everyone in the army is around a brotherhood, it's it's around a a, um, a concentric relationship that discipline. Uh, kind of spreads throughout the entire formation of the army um, whether you kind of see it or you don't um, you know there's always that that hidden center of discipline Richard can you just a little follow-up question on that can you um, that uh, acronym that you uh, we were talking about earlier in our career when we first met can you explain to our listeners what that acronym is what it stands for and I believe you said it was an acronym that the US Army uses yes uh, so the acronym is uh, is leadership L D R S H I P. Each one of those letters stands for a word that is part of the seven army values. Leadership uh, spells out loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. And the army has their own interpretation of how those words translate to. Uh, your service in the army and how you should conduct and carry yourself day in and day out as a soldier. Um, And I actually, uh, in becoming a coach, kind of shared with you uh, how I felt that those values uh, translated to sports in general, um, but mainly the sport of volleyball as well. Yeah, that's so true. I remember having that conversation. It was great. And it's nice to see that something I'm doing on a volleyball floor in high school uh, correlates with what um, the United States military is doing. So, uh, so Richard, some of our listeners are not ever um, and will never be in the in the military, in the U.S. military. Therefore, can you share with our listeners the importance of discipline and the impact it makes in a person's life? Uh, yeah, and I kind of think that this uh, stems from how I grew up as well. Um, I didn't really grow up in like a very strict household but at the same time um it was very disciplined you know I was expected to have good grades in school and be disciplined in my schoolwork and that whatever I was doing I was putting in a hundred percent effort and I was making sure that you know like in sports you leave nothing on the court you're you know you're disciplined in your tasks um that being said I was kind of a goofball too when I got to my college years and I didn't really, you know, I was, I lost some of my discipline, you know, my, my older teen years, young twenties, um, and going into the army kind of reinstilled that in me, um, basic training, it, it, it kicks your butt, man. Uh, it does. But at the same time, it was probably one of the funnest, uh, parts of my military career, just because you, you're with the same guys day in and day out for, for nine weeks straight in basic, uh, for the infantry, it's 14 weeks straight. Um, you know, you're, you're getting punished together. You're, um, you know, you're laughing, you're learning new things. Um, but you're also learning discipline and that comes from a lot of discipline in the military comes from formations, um, from, uh, being in the position of attention, uh, understanding what, uh, what proper positions, uh, there are when you're at the position of attention, you should have the discipline not to move at all. You're, uh, your arms are down at your side with your thumb on the seam of your trousers. Uh, you're standing tall and rigid. Hopefully you don't lock your knees because then you don't fall down. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, having the, the discipline that even though it's a common uh, custom and courtesy to, you know, salute an officer, you know, give a greeting of the day to a senior non-commissioned officer, um, you know, discipline is kind of... It's, it's just there. It, it, it is uh, a part of the military in general. And I feel like that's the reason why we're so successful. You know, 241 plus years, uh, the Army has been the, the greatest fighting force that this world has ever known. Um, we've back to back World War champs um, kind of thing. You know, the, the discipline of of you know protecting the guy to your left and your right is is kind of at the center of it you know that's why on my arm i have tattooed greater love hath no man than this than a man who would give his life for his friends um you know that's the kind of discipline that i feel 
my instructors, my drill sergeants tried to instill in me in my class, and I hope that they're still trying to instill today, and that's kind of what I carried forward uh, in my leadership roles too. So I, I definitely feel like that's why um, we're so successful uh, is just because that discipline kind of goes as a whole through the majority of the force. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, it's, it definitely plays a huge part in the success of the Army in general. Uh, Richard, um, what is the greatest story outside of the military experience that you've had that has the greatest impact of your personal, social, and emotional life that had to do with discipline in your life? Um, so it kind of stems from discipline. Um, it was more so of like a collective discipline, but, uh, my senior year of high school, uh, before our first game of the season, uh, I actually almost tore all the ligaments in my left ankle. And, um, you know, instead of cheering our school mascot or our team name, um, before, uh, our, every game um, until I came back, my teammates decided to cheer my name, um, and they just it, it kind of was one of the biggest shows of respect uh, for me in my life uh, because uh, they knew how much it hurt for me to sit on the bench and watch them enjoy playing a game that we had all grown to love together um, and had become so disciplined in uh, as a team, um, and. Um, you know, the second part is my uh, senior night, my ex-wife gave me a ball that had all of my teammates' names on it, uh, nicknames and all. Um, and I still have it to this day, 10 years later, uh, coming up on my 10-year high school uh, graduation anniversary here, getting old. Um, but, uh, you know, I still have it to this day. And it just kind of reminds me of where I came from um, and what, you know, where my brotherhood stemmed from. Um, and the, the discipline that we all kind of grew to um, have together. Uh, and then the, lastly, um, you know, I came from a pretty storied institution when it comes to boys volleyball in Florida. Um, you know, for the longest time, you know, we had won districts every year. We had multiple state appearances, um, uh, just the program in general. And my senior year, we were actually the first team to, uh, to lose districts. Uh, so that, you know, that came pretty hard and, you know, 18 year old kid, uh, men at that point, legally 18 year old grown men, um, all eight of us seniors, you know, we're, we're all in the back locker room crying. Um, and at the time, you know, I was, I was very naive. I, you know, thought, oh, it's because, you know, we lost, you know, this, this, storied institutions reputation you know we we lost the discipline in playing the you know playing the game um but honestly it took me seven years well into my military career to uh to realize that it was because we all knew that was the last time we were going to play together um you know and to this day 10 years later i've only played with two of my teammates since then um so you know discipline was kind of at the core of that you know we had very strict coaches that um they expected the best out of you no matter what um and they tried to instill that that mental discipline in us uh definitely um florida volleyball has played three out of five unlike jersey ball where it's two out of three so you know we had that physical and mental discipline to to go to five if we had to and if you went to five with us you were not going to win um so yeah, it's definitely the biggest uh, impact of discipline um, outside of the military for me. It's great to see that um, a sport such that we shared uh, experience in and then loving has brought you or discipline can um, be a part of that as well because um, it could be a part of something as uh, important in our country as the United States military and something as relevant in sports um, and life. And even if you don't play a sport, um, that mental discipline that you talked about can still be for somebody, but um, I think you have to find it. Uh, lastly, Richard, um, I'd like to know what is the greatest impact that our word of the day for this episode, discipline, has had on your life? Um, discipline 
keeps me focused. So talking about mental toughness and and physical toughness, you know, you can you can be physically tough, you know, just go to the gym. You can be, you know, you can be socially tough. Uh but if you're not disciplined, you know, you don't have that mental toughness. You're not mentally disciplined. You know, are you going to go to the gym? Are you, you know, you going to be a protector? Are you going to, you know, be a warrior? of the good um you know you it kind of helps you to stay focused on the good in your life uh rather than uh you know focusing on all the negative around you because in the world we live in today there's a a lot of negative that goes on uh and if you kind of latch on to all of that it's it's going to bring you down you're going to be a sinking ship um so i think that it definitely keeps you focused on the good uh it it definitely helps you um, move on to the next point. Uh, in, in the army, we have uh, saying, you know, move to the next objective, or you know, focus on your your fifty meter target. Um, discipline helps you uh, focus on that fifty meter target. Um, so, you know, you focus on that fifty meter target and move forward. Uh, you hit one at a time, uh, and as you move down range, you know, your targets get closer and closer and closer. Uh, whether they, you know, even though they were further away from you at the starting point. Um, so you focus on that 50 meter target and discipline helps you stay focused on that. I like how you said that, um, 50 meter target, because as much as I've cherished and would have liked to have been a part of the U S military, I'm not, but I can still learn something from that as a, somebody not in the military, you just said 50 meter target. And the first thing that came to my mind was me on the ground with a gun shooting at a target. But then I said, wait a second, there's other parts of my life that I can use that same metaphor and I can't get to the next target before I get through the first one. And as you were saying that the military, U.S. military, teaches you that you need that mental discipline as well as the other domains to get to that next target. I love that, I love that metaphor, Richard. And uh, I also like how you said um, you were talking about the good, the good in you. And um, I think that's important because, folks, what's the name of our podcast? Warriors of the Good. I mean, this all started from... 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when I met Corey, Corey was a student of mine, and um, he then left my sixth grade class, and about four years later, was graduating high school, and I wrote him a simple letter, and I just said, Corey, you've got something inside of you. Go out in the world and be a warrior of the good, and here we are 10 years after that, teacher, student, friend to friend, just trying to spread to the world the goodness, and that's what you were talking about, Rich. This is why I'm really glad we had guest speakers come on, to be able to share that we're not experts in this. We're not claiming to be experts in the warrior of the good. All we're doing is showing you the door. Corey and I are just showing you the door. Corey, Richard, and I are showing you the door. So, Richard, it's been an honor. It's been a personal honor to sit here and chat with a current and real-life active member and veteran of the U.S. military. I take that for granted. I thank you for your service to our country. And thank you for allowing us to have the freedom to do this podcast because of people like you that defend our country and give us that freedom and i don't take that for granted so i want to thank you for joining us i'm hoping uh, on warrior of the good being our inaugural first ever guest guest speaker it's been a pleasure and honor and i hope that we can have you back uh in another episode uh definitely uh thank you for having me steve it's uh it's been an honor and i was definitely excited when you asked me uh to come chat um you know this is uh it's great what you guys are doing um and it's a great message that you have um, and I would love to come back anytime. Uh, I always love our chats. Uh, in the short amount of time that we've known each other, we've definitely had quite a few. Um, so definitely would love to come back. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Richard. Wow. And that is something, folks. Um, and before, um, Steve, I know that you have uh, actually a unique story that when we were prepping the show, uh, that you wanted to share how you uh, and Richard met and how your friendship grew um, and the experience of you shared throughout the time that you've known Richard. Um, but before I do, t- do tell this awesome story, um, I would like to thank Richard uh, for the years of his service um, and the opportunity for us to have his experiences um, and his perspective on this show, because um, it is something that is truly cherishable and not many people uh, would be able to hear if they didn't get to know such a great man. So, Richard, if you are tuning in live 
or you are listening to an archive, thank you, my friends. Um, and you truly exemplify what it means to be a warrior of the good. Uh, we salute you. Uh, so, Steve, over to you, my friends. Um, definitely tell the story how you met such a incredible man and um, how, you know, discipline has not just changed his life, um, but helped him grow onto uh, the man he is today. Thank you, Corey. Yeah, the story is unique. To be honest with you folks, um, and as you can tell through the interview, uh, Richard and I have had a nice rapport with each other. Um, you can almost come to the fact or conclusion that the two of us have known each other for some time. Well, that's not true. Here's the truth. I met Richard Barone. This April will be one year ago. What happened is, and as I tell this story, this is a little bit of my own personal discipline for those folks that do know me and ones that don't. Perhaps you're getting to starting to know me and Corey through these podcasts. But to discuss this story makes me a little bit vulnerable. I'm talking about some personal things in my life that I've had to come to acceptance with and in a way use discipline to help me come to acceptance 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 with this when I met and in how I met Staff Sergeant Richard Barone. One year ago, actually this February, one year ago, I drove in my car. I called up my mom. She came over to watch my daughter, who was ill. And I got in my car without telling anybody. I told my mom I was going to drop something off at my school. And I drove 20 minutes down the road. And I opened the door and walked headfirst into the United States Army Recruiting Office. And I sat down in that office and had a conversation with a gentleman that I already knew the answer to. Folks, I am 42 years old, and I tried to go enlist into the United States Army. For those folks that don't know me, that don't really mean much, for those folks that do know me, know that this was a very, something in my life I've always wanted to do. But whether you know me or not, it took a lot of courage for me to be able to walk into that door and sit down and know, almost know what the answer is with just, and I keep going back to the uh, quote from Dumb and Dumber that Jim Carrey said, one in a million chance. And he said, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> but I, I pretty much knew the answer, but I took a chance. My own personal reasons why I wanted to do it, something I always wanted to do in my life, another story, another podcast for another time. But I walked in that door, I sat down, and I tried. Knowing the answer would be a no. And the gentleman at the other side of the table listened to my story, listened to how much, how proud I was. And uh, I'm proud to be a teacher, a father, a coach. Um, uh, the second half of my life, I would do anything I could to try to get into the United States Army and fulfill something that was inside of me that I've had for a long time. And in the end of the conversation, he said, sir, I'm very sorry, but you have passed our age limit. I took a deep breath and I said, thank you. And right before I walked out, he said, sir, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. He said, you coach volleyball? I said, yes, I do. He goes, well, I got one of my recruiters who's really interested in uh, coaching volleyball. And um, he's always been wanting to get into it. He's not from New Jersey. He's from another state. And he's always been interested in doing it. Can I pass along your uh, his information? I go, you know what? I'll give you my email. Tell him to email me. Shook his hand, walked out the door. Now, folks, I had 0.00 intentions of emailing this this gentleman back. For those that do know me, I'm an extremely authentic individual, hence one of our podcasts in the past. Does that make me kind of like mean that I'm not going to email him back because he emailed me? That's not the point. The point is, is that he did send me a long email, and I said thank you. Or in my own mind, in my own mind, but I had no intentions of emailing him back. I closed a chapter in my book, and I was ready to move forward. And I tried everything I could. 
And about a week later, I'm, I walk into a volleyball game. A couple of my boys, it was happened to be boys, he came up to me. He said, coach, coach, there's some guy sitting across the bleachers from me who wants to talk to you. I said, I, I, I don't care. I have no time for him. Let's hmm. go. We got a game. And we coached the game, play, game over. We won. My boys starting to go in the locker room, go have my post-meeting meet, chat, come out. And this guy's still sitting there. He has his box in his hand. He's sitting there. He, he comes over to me. He says, excuse me, sir. I said, yes. He goes, are you Steve Fenton? I said, yes, I am. He goes, my name's Staff Sergeant Richard Verone. I'm from the United States Army Recruiter Office. I believe that you met my boss and I emailed you. I wanted to come personally meet you, shake your hand, and give you a gift for your, your boys' volleyball team, which was 24 U.S. Army water bottles. Now, folks, let me tell you this. That could have very easily been seen as a recruitment action on his point because he, uh, Staff Sergeant for Richard Verone is a recruiter for the Somerville Act. Uh, Somerville uh, for the office, one of the offices in New Jersey. But that's not what it was. That was authentic. He built my trust in the matter of moments there. He built my trust. It was a really, really unique way of us being able to meet each other. He came on board the next fall as my volunteer coach. We grew a relationship. It took time. A lot of small puzzle pieces. I asked him many questions about how I would fit in the U.S. Army. Would I be able to survive and make it? Something I've always wanted to know. He gave me. We talked a lot about it. Still have a conversation to do. If you're listening, Verone, we still have to finish that conversation. Hence, a few months later, he's now coaching with me at another place. Volleyball has hence become a huge part of his life. Keeping him here in New Jersey, I believe, if I'm correct, he has found a new girlfriend through volleyball. And he's happily saying that this relationship that we had, this small puzzle piece is just putting another big piece on both his big picture as well as mine. And it was a great story. So Corey, that's how I met staff Sergeant Richard Verone. And I could probably say he's one of my closest friends. Wow. Um, See, first and foremost, uh, again, this is what I feel that our podcast was kind of truly crafted from, on the ground up um, and truly sprouted in something uh, I really never truly thought would get to be as great as it is. Um, And being able to share experiences and stories and instances such as that, um, that hopefully our listeners can take away um, and apply to their everyday life um, and hopefully for the good. So in regards um, to that story, um, how you, Met Staff Sergeant Richard Verone of the United States Army. Uh, it's truly awesome. Um, and in regards to everything, um, you know, for you sharing that story, uh, the courage uh, and the discipline to, you know, get back uh, to doing what I know you to be um, a warrior of the good and doing, uh, and to be such a great role model and mentor um, to and for is being. Um, the physical education teacher you are over at Eisenhower School um, that I get to occasionally see in person um, every so often. Thank you. Um, But again, such an awesome story. Um, And again, folks, stories like these, experiences like these, this is what and how Warriors of the Good comes together at the end of the day. This is why Steve and I take time out of our Friday mornings to give you this content. We don't do it because, you know, for the fame, we don't do it for the glory. We don't do it for the recognition. We do it because we hope that our experiences can positively impact your life and put a smile on your face when you wake up each and every day. So Steve, I can't thank you enough for sharing that story, but that does it folks for another installment of Warriors of the Good as we continue to to progress onward. February 2019 is around the corner. I hope everyone takes a little cheat day, you know, drinks a nice beverage, eats some pizza and wings for this Super Bowl coming up. It is sure to be a good one. I hope my Rams can bring a Super Bowl back to the Ponerolo family name and household. It's going to require a little bit of discipline, but uh, we'll see if they can do it but folks another episode in the books 
And like we said, going forward, we continue and we aspire to take this podcast in and on, rather, to the next level. Maybe install a YouTube channel, getting some visual content on top of our audio content um, within, you know, with stories that Steve just told and experiences in our everyday life truly, hopefully, are helping the listeners each and every day. Again, thank you for Staff Sergeant Richard Verona of the United States Army for allowing us to interview, rather Steve interviewing him as well. And again, we want to shoot for that Q&A segment, hopefully within one or two weeks. You can send any questions on life. Hey, if it's something food-related, send it our way too. It can be anything, folks. I'm sure we can put a twist on an everyday life story if it's something like that. Warriors of the good at gmail.com to submit your questions. Folks, it's another day. The sun is shining. It is cold, but the sun is shining on this Friday morning. Steve, any last comments? questions for our friends before we wrap it up and head to work on this Friday chilly Friday morning stay disciplined stay happy and stay bundled up out there there you go folks words are good we're out we'll see you next week thanks for tuning in as always we love you all have a great weekend Super Bowl Sunday whatever it may be adios